This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio in London or online at funkidslive.com. Chemistry and art with the Royal Society of Chemistry. So I'm here at the British Museum with school. We're looking at art through the ages, you see. Today we're learning about the ancient Romans. I think they were like from Italy. Trouble is, thinking Italian just makes me hungry for pizza. Why are you looking so grumpy? Well, the Romans lived, what, 2,000 years ago? That's long before pizza, pasta, and what about Neapolitan ice cream? Roman history is way cooler than a cornetto, and its art is packed with chemistry. Wanna see? Gotta be better than this place. Here we are in ancient Rome, a time when the Roman Empire was in charge of a massive amount of Europe. Because there was so much trade across the empire, they could get the brightest and best minerals to colour all the things they wanted to paint. For example, this bright red colour is cinnabar. It's from Morocco. That blue powder is gorgeous. So bright. That's lapis lazuli. It comes from Afghanistan. Hang on. Aren't minerals just rock? Not really. Minerals are naturally occurring substances. That means they're not manufactured. They are also substances that have never been alive. Rocks are made up of a combination of minerals and non-minerals. Okay, so if minerals are locked up in rocks, how do you turn a load of rocks into paint? Well, you would grind up the rocks into a powder, which you would then mix into a solution so that the really colourful parts could be separated from the other stuff. These Romans were making use of the way chemicals work together, even if they didn't realise it. Cool. The pigment, that's the colourful part, would have been mixed with a binder like egg to make it sticky enough to use and also make as much paint as possible. I guess they were trying to make that super rare stuff go a long way because it was expensive? You've got it! Let's see what they then did with those paints. We've come inside a Roman house in the city of Pompeii around 79 BCE. These Romans have taken ideas from the ancient Greeks and covered the walls of their houses with paintings called frescoes. Hey, these houses look a lot like modern houses. Colourful walls. And look, even glass bowls and cups. Glass is another way the Romans used chemistry. Come and meet Gallus. He's a Roman craftsman. To make glass, you need a former. That stuff whose molecules give glass its structure. You can see Gallus is using sand. Sand? Well, like the sand on the beach at South End? Uh, maybe. Sand is just ground up bits of shell and rock. How good the sand is as a glass former depends on what rocks have gone into making it. Romans used sand that combined a lot of quartz and lime, which worked really well. So what's he adding to it? You're watching chemistry in action. That's natron. It's an ingredient needed for glass. And like when you're making a cake, each ingredient has a specific job. Natron will help make the sand melt more easily by lowering its melting point. And what's this stuff? The final ingredient for glass is a fixer to make it tough. Gallus is adding some more lime. 
He worked out that it stops the glass from dissolving if it gets wet. The cool thing is that the recipe he's using is still used today. But he's not done yet by the look of it. Gallus has also worked out that by adding different chemicals to the mix, he can create different coloured glass. And by adding tiny particles of gold and silver, the glass will even change colour when light is shone through it. <laughs> that sounds like it would be brilliant for a party. You've got it. Romans loved a good party. They liked making things fun as well as useful. The amazing thing is that the colour-changing effect only works when the particles of gold and silver are super tiny. Well, look out for the famous Lycurgus cup in the British Museum and you can see the effect for yourself. What's that noise? Doesn't sound good. It's not! Pompeii was completely destroyed by a volcano in 79 BC. Uh, that's like now, isn't it? Yes. Let's get back to your time. Run! <laughs> Just in time. Hey, look here. There are pots and frescoes, all sorts of pottery and glass from Pompeii. I thought you said it was all destroyed. The city was covered in many metres of ash and pumice. That's rock from the volcano. This covering preserved what was underneath and did it so well that many of the objects and even the houses and streets buried looked almost as good as new. Wow, what a great way to conserve things. Yep, but the trouble is, once they're taken out of the ash, these delicate artefacts can start to crumble. Moisture in the air, strong light as well as bacteria all cause damage meaning that after surviving for almost 2,000 years, some of them have finally been lost for good. Well, I guess it makes the things in the museum extra special. Exactly! Make the most of them. They've come a long way. I will. <laughs> See you later. Bye, chemistry. Chemistry and art with the Royal Society of Chemistry. Find out more and get hands-on with chemistry at funkidslive.com slash chemistry. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio in London or online at funkidslive.com.